Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Let's get this shit then. So, uh, we've got Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, if you got, if you got food, man, you eat, you eat. We got time. That was the last bite. Oh, it was perfect, perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, it worked out. Welcome back to the Penny Bloom podcast, everyone. Tis I, Colton Robertson, and I am joined today by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up? What up? Always a pleasure to be here. Always, always a pleasure to have you. And uh, we're talking Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm bewildered, you know. This show had a lot to overcome for me because of mm-hmm. a, a, a deep-seated dislike for the character that has been portrayed for us. More so the actor than the character, but... It's rubbed off on the character for me, uh, of of Clint Barton, of Jeremy Renner, of Hawkeye, all, all of the above. Uh, mm-hmm. And this series pleasantly surprised me, like very, very pleasantly. I I enjoyed this show a lot, a mm-hmm. lot more than I anticipated. Yeah, it's uh, it was very. I don't know. It was just a. Wasn't the show that you know you stayed up till two a.m. to watch on release time or anything like that? It was just kind of yeah. watch whenever, whenever you had time, um, and it was just, just like a nice, relaxing show, just to like, to watch, you know, not you, too much going on, just nah. And you know that that holiday thing, it had it, it, it certainly got me in the Christmas spirit, and mm-hmm. like I like having like I, eventually we'll have like a whole catalog of like MCU shit that's like Christmas. Uh, with like Iron Man three and Hawkeye, and like, I'm assuming we'll get more Guardians of the Galaxies doing a fucking holiday special in 2023. Oh uh, hell yeah! I didn't even think tw- about that in the yeah, future. Like, it's gonna be fucking great, all the Christmas content. But uh, and I know we're late. You know, series ended a couple weeks ago. Uh, but holidays are a busy time. We have we had a lot of mm-hmm. stuff, a lot of more pressing matters to to speak on. Uh, but here we are now discussing Hawkeye. Just think it's hilarious that Jeremy Renner is the third person who's credited on the show. In Behind like Florence titled Pugh his and... name. Yeah, like uh Haley Steinfeld and, and Florence Pugh are yeah, they're they're credited before him. They deserve the to sh- be paid more than him, I'll tell you <laughs> that for sure. They are uh they're definitely the people that were the reason I'm watching the show, you know, like uh this show doesn't involve Kate Bishop. It doesn't involve Yelena Belova. It's just, I mean, I would have watched it, but it wouldn't have been nearly as good. You know, they were mm. the heart of the series, especially Kate Bishop. Uh, What's awesome is that they don't even credit Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop anymore. They credit her Renner as Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. So, and they credit Jeremy Renner as Clint Barton only now. So that's that's pretty cool. You know, like that. 
The ending was actually, I, I will say, this might be the best ending to any of the TV shows we've gotten so far, which is kind I, of weird to say. But well, uh, it know, was just it, like heartwarming, you know? It was like, it came oh. together in a really, uh, a really good way. And, you know, it doesn't quite match the way the Falcon and the Winter Soldier's ending made me feel, but. That's true. That's true. Uh, it, it, was, it was certainly like, oh. Breath of Fresh Air, all these series and all these movies and shit have been ending in the most devastating <laughs> possible way lately. Uh, it's it's nice to it's nice to just be like, yeah, he made it home in time for Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, Kate and they're all and, gonna spend Christmas together. And a dog is there. What did they name the dog? Oh, the pizza dog. I don't know. Oh, they named him something. They chose like a name for him. Luck? No, it wasn't Lucky. Maybe it was Lucky. No, that sounds. Familiar, I don't know. Though. Anyway, um. But yeah, like this this show actually did surprise me. Like, um, whenever the first episode dropped, I I don't know, I don't know what I was expecting out of the show. Um, I was expecting it to be very, you know, grounded because it's Hawkeye. You know, he mm-hmm. can't really do much, and he can't really, you know. But they did well with his character in the show, which they didn't, they haven't done in the past. It's always just right. been this guy never misses. Um, he had a love interest with, um, you know, Black Widow at one point, sort of, and then, you know, not. And, and then, and like, because, like, they, they made it linger there like it might be for a second, and then yeah. they really were like, no, nah, it was just friendship. Uh, and then, so it's like, meh. His character's always been meh. You know, they ha- he has a few cool moments, obviously, you know. Um, but it's always been a little meh. But, like, this, where we see him, like, make his own arrows, you know, like, actually put them together, or, like, uh, the whole Ronin story um, and how he's actually like very, very disappointed in himself that he even did that, you know, which was not, you know, a nice relief. Like a lot, a lot of these, like, I think they, they tied a lot of things in. Um, they did nicely. a good job. They mm-hmm. like, they did a really good job at like, when I was coming into the series, I was like, these are the things I need them to address. You know, I needed them to really, I needed to understand why he thought that was the move. And mm-hmm. more specifically, what he was doing. They never really made it clear. Like, all we know is that he was murdering motherfuckers. You know, like, <laughs> I, we didn't really know much. We else. didn't know that it was crime, you know, only specifically. Like, he was in, he was, people. he was, like, like, literally, have you watched Daredevil? Mm-hmm. The show? Mm-hmm. He was, he did what Punisher did. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. literally, exactly the yeah. same thing. Yeah, what a crazy character that is like punisher to just exist like it's kind of it boggles my mind that that like just dude with a gun you know like just going out murking people just and like like, i will say (laughs) i literally just came off daredevil season two i finished it right before we hopped on this podcast Mm. and like it made me want to like eat my words about anything i've ever said about punisher because like he's got like a really really good story in daredevil and if that's what the character is mostly like then it was probably always more for the story than the power set yeah Uh, it's always like you look at him as this really good character because like he plays it really like the actor plays it really well like he's a very good actor like in his emotional scenes are great but then like the story that gets you yeah there's always you take a step back like you're like oh my god this character's so good but then you're like wait a minute this dude's really just a random dude with a gun. And, like, I, I, I do that, like, all the time. Like, when I was watching right. the show. It's like, like, every, like, couple episodes, every now and then I'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> but I don't know. He's taking like, out, this like, is just, 30 dudes at a time, and he's just a guy with know, a gun. 
Hawkeye or Clint Barton now um, yeah. was just a dude with a bow. He was just a shield mm-hmm. agent. He's just a dude with a bow. Who knows how he never misses? I guess he's just truly that goaded with the bow. You know, he is. Um, which is which is pretty impressive, I guess. You know, dude's never missed like ever. <laughs> and uh, yeah. he's he's an impress like. And this series did like a. He had a lot of moments in this series where I was like, okay, okay, that one yeah. shot. This guy, this guy is like an actual arrow, badass. And then split the arrow to make it a triple shot. And then yeah. somehow that dude caught it, which is impossible. Mythbusters busted that mug. Um, no chance you're catching an arrow. Uh, you're just dying. Um, you're just so, dying. So yeah, yeah it's like if it you, slips arrow, right through your yeah, hand. You know? Yeah, like you're. It, there's no way any human has the grip strength to stop an arrow that's going to go through your body. You know, in the first place. So like, Mythbusters, they. It's a valuable lesson. If you're ever, uh, if an arrow is ever coming at you. Never get out of the way. Do not try to catch it. Just dodge. Yes, just simply dodge. Um, Your best bet. Um, (laughs) I guess against Hawkeye, maybe don't dodge because he will always hit you. So maybe your best bet is to catch it then, I guess, if you're going against Hawkeye. So it's full circle now. Um, Yeah, yeah. Dodge always unless against Hawkeye. Unless against Hawkeye. Uh, Let's talk about, like, the series kind of uh, chronologically, one through six a little bit. The show started uh, weaker for me than most of the series have. Uh, The first two episodes I wasn't really in yet. Uh, It wasn't until episode three that I was like, okay, yeah, this is going to be dope. Uh, Yeah, the other uh, shows... they have their very distinctive style in the opening episodes. WandaVision, mm-hmm. very distinct, you know, for those first two episodes. Loki's like, whoa, we're in a completely new world now. Like, And then Falcon right. Winter Soldier, they set it, like, set the mood very quickly. So, like, you're in the world right away. This one, it's like, it's just Brooklyn. Um, it's Christmas, and Clint Barton's on screen, you know? And, like, we, we're following this new family. Like, I don't, it's like... Uh, hey. It's not a, not as established as all of these other shows, so it, it makes right, sense right. that it, it started off a little slow. But yeah, and I, I I was okay with it still. It wasn't like it was bad. It was just like it was just like okay, this isn't as strong yet as the other as the other show uh, shows have been. Mm. And uh, but that three four five stretch, mm. that was some shit right there. Um, mm. Those were some episodes, and let me tell you, whenever whenever uh, he told. Kate Bishop, you know, like shoot up, and she shot up, and then he hit the arrow with a pin particle arrow, and that shit became gigantic and came down on the truck. I was like, that might be my favorite thing that has ever happened in the MCU. The pim, the pin or pim, pim, pim. Okay, I always, I, I don't know what I always pam say. Or it's pan, pan, pamanin, pamanin, pamanin. But the pin particle arrows are pretty, like, they're pretty sick. Like Those are dope. The truck, you know, when it just, and then, like, they're like, wait, what's going to happen to those guys now? Like, what? And they're like, oh, I got to ask God on that one. I, I don't know. Like, and then, you know, whatever. But, uh, like, yeah. the, 
I didn't, I never thought of a, a pin particle arrow, you know, like uh No, that shit was know. awesome. But well, and it also implies that like Scott Lang and Clint Barton like at least <laughs> associate in some capacity, like or Yeah. I mean, they loose fought, acquaintances. They fought in game together, you know. Like that's yeah. enough. They, I mean, Infinity War and Endgame, if you're in it with anyone, that's enough to be like, "All right, we're we're, we're definitely friends for life now," you know. Like yeah. we just fought the biggest war of all time. Um <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty that's insane, fair. you know? Like, I mean, that's that's why, like, Doctor Strange and, and Spidey, like, he's just like, yeah, dude, we just, like, you, you know what we just did? Like, you can you cannot, you don't have to call me, you know, whatever. Like, it's like, we just went through the biggest war of all time together. Yeah, right. <laughs> but No, nah, but I uh, another part of the show that I really liked and that I thought was going to be, like, a much bigger part of the series, but was clearly just a bunch of setup for her own series uh, Maya Lopez. Uh, hmm. Like, I when they introduced her at the end of the second episode, I was like, oh, this is the person who's the problem this season. And uh, and she just, like, slowly more and more got sidelined over the course of the season. But uh, because, like, Clint just has to, like, talk to her. And then it was like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's cool. A lot of uh, a lot of the time, it was kind of hard to see where the show was going, even though it was so simple. Like there were right. a lot of things that were just kind of introduced that, yeah, were like kind of sidelined to just for later or whatever. But then, like you know, I, like the I, I'm gonna tell you, I was talking to Emily and like because we watched it every week, obviously, and like she by the time we got to the end of the series, she was like, "You kind of called all of this." Mm. <laughs> I did really good this season. It was like it was like the first time I ever wish we did a weekly breakdown because mm. I I was on with this shit. Like from the get go, I was like Kate's mom's a problem. Oh She's yeah. Like, that was that but, one was pretty easy. The the main yeah, storyline, right. that one was like, okay, gimme. That yeah. was a gimme. Um Well but, and I was like the fact that, that dude, uh Duquesne or what was it Jack Jack yeah, Duquesne? Jack. Jack Duquesne, yeah, yeah. The swords so just an epic swordsman and like yeah. just murking people on the street with a sword, bro. Like a legend. he's just having he was a just grand clueless. Time. He was just a dude. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, you know, because this whole time I'm like, okay, it's Kate's mom. Like it's not this guy. Like this guy might be like he might be connected, you know, he might have some bad past, you know. So I'm like, I still hate this guy for now. But then whenever he just comes out all innocent and he's just having fun just killing people with a sword, I'm like, this guy deserves it was, this moment. It right was the here, moment you know? for me. I think this was episode three when uh, Kate Bishop goes to Clint's apartment and they have their own little Christmas. Is that three or four? Feels it's like one three. of those. I it think feels it was like three. three, though. Yeah. Uh, well, in that episode, like the scene before that, she's with her mom and Jack, and they're like, uh, they're like all they're taunting Jack for the way he talks and stuff. Mm. And Kate's mom goes like, Oh honey. Oh, come here. And like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, this man is way too big of a, a little bit too big of a dumbass to, and she knows that. So she is taking advantage of that. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, whenever she was the head of the security company, like, I mean, come on, they can access anything anywhere in the city. Like, who else is it gonna be? Right. Um. I don't know. I thought. I thought he was gonna be like. 
I thought he was going to be like mastermind or something. Like this is how they were bringing in Matt. Like a crazy, oh. like that's what I thought. The craziest thing I thought of Jack Duquesne was like mastermind, but it was like a very small. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not. That's not like a. Oh no, it's not a theory. Okay, you yeah. uh, you stand behind. I, yeah, that now. I really stand behind. But I'm like, oh, he could, you know, be some character that's somewhat like mastermind or something. You know, someone cool. He puts off those vibes. Like as soon as he popped up, you know, you were immediately suspect of him. Uh, mm-hmm. There was no doubt about it, and they did a good job of that through the first couple episodes. Uh, <laughs> but it, it ultimately just became more and more clear that this guy clearly is clueless <laughs> and is just a guy with a lot of money doing yeah. whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, the most sketchy thing he did was being a black market auction. That's the most sketchy thing he did. Well, and that's he, what's funny like, is because he was at a black market auction, we were automatically like, well, yeah, this guy must be a problem. Mm. But it just so happens he had enough money to just be at a black market auction because <laughs> he can. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, wow. Jack Duquesne. What a what a character. I really want to see Jack Duquesne <laughs> some more, too. Like, I hope because, like, the swordsman's a character like in in Marvel mm. like in Marvel comics and stuff the swordsman Jack Duquesne uh, hmm. and he and, just goes like I remember people or like what is he uh is he I, like I think he's 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 like a, him and Hawkeye are like semi buddy buddy but there's like this like this haste between them that's like they they're like frenemies hmm interesting uh so like swordsman's like doing some fuck shit every once in a while but he's having fun doing it and clint's like come on man does he still have the ronin sword clint took like, that back did he because he just burned the suit at the end i don't think the sword was in. and it wouldn't make much sense to burn a sword well i remember um, that like he went to their apartment and he got it from them that's at right one point yeah okay that's right okay dang because that sword was pretty dope. which was um, oh basically yeah, the a retractable sword. sword. Yeah, it was basically a lightsaber sword. You know, like right. you could have a moment where you just like do the, you know, catch catch it and turn it on. You know, like that Ray yeah. did. You know, <laughs> to the guard. But like with that, that'd be sick. You know, but like ah, oh, whatever. It's gone now. I guess. It's right. Cool. Right. But uh, no, I I don't know if he destroyed the sword. However, uh, true. How about the uh the little little tidbit at the end? The watch. Uh, being. Hmm. His wife's, who was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., more specifically Agent 19, who is Mockingbird in the comics. So, like, she was she was a, a hero at one point. She was, like, no an way. Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. hero. Uh, yeah, Linda Cardellini, man. Love her. No Love her to way. death. I know Kyler, Kyler saw that and was just like, Mommy. <laughs> she is. Yeah, I can see it. Um, but... Look, is that's she like, gonna pop up in Secret Invasion? Secret Invasion. Ooh, I looked. I, I looked up. Love... Uh, I just looked up Mockingbird Marvel, and like the first thing to pop up is is like Secret Invasion. Oh, uh, but it's not. It's not her bigger... though. It's not oh. the actress is different. It's a whole different uh, person. But I don't know if that's like just the. Uh, Wait, what's who's the person? At Adriana. Adriana Palicki? Palicki? Yeah. Adriana Oh, shit. Palicki? They're going the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. route, maybe. She was Mockingbird and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, this is uh, just like a theory. Okay, never mind. This is just like oh, why okay. Marvel's Secret Invasion could bring back Adriana Palicki's Mockingbird. 
Um, One okay. anymore. They confirmed that Mockingbird is not Adriana Palicki. Okay. Uh, so there. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I like. However, uh, Adriana Palicki was fucking awesome as a hmm. Mockingbird, and Agents of Shield is worth the watch. Yeah, but uh, I that uh, like, what's her actual name in real life? Uh, Linda Cardellini. Cardellini. Yeah. Like ever since seeing her. Like, in the movie, like, she's just, like, a big enough actress that, like, is that really her role just to be Clint Barton's wife, you know? Like, like I always, like, kind of, like, was, like, a little suspicious of, like, her character. Like, she's really too big of an actress just to be the wife that gets blipped away, you know? Right, like, and, like, the fact that, and it, it all really connected here, because, like, oh, I made a deal with Nick Fury a while back, mm-hmm. like... The implication here being they met as agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., fell in love as agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and were like, we've got to get out of this. And, like, Uh, I hope – that would be an amazing thing to watch, that part. Like, watching them become who they are and then being like, we got to get out of this, you know? Like, we got to live our lives. Like, that's that's Mm -hmm. a Hawkeye story that I would love to see. You know, that that gives so much more depth to his character, like – that oh, that'd be amazing. Um, well, yeah. So like, it, it shows us that Nick Fury didn't just have a soft spot for Clint, but had a soft spot for two agents who fell in love, and let and he let them go do their own thing, which is just like ah, that's sweet. That makes me happy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, mm. And like throughout the series, as like he'd like he'd get in contact with her, and she was like mad understanding, like like so understanding and like knew everything like he told her mm-hmm. every single detail down to what he did the five years they were gone exact like everything he was completely honest and for that reason like i was like this automatically paints clint barton in a lot better light than i'd ever seen him you know what i'm saying like uh, yeah their relationship was really cool like whenever they're talking on the phone and code and stuff like that and like in front mm. of the kids where they have to like you know say like whatever but like the relationship's really cool like this this did bring clint barton's character to a whole new level like it really did and like it is largely owed to to that aspect of the show like the big emotional pull for the show for me was him trying to make it home for christmas the way that like his son called him when he couldn't hear he didn't have his hearing aid and Kate had to Damn. translate for him. That that shit, like Damn. that was the first time I was like, okay, I like I I'm I'm fucking with this dude now, mm. and uh, it, it like because that was really the first time I was like, and also Jeremy Renner has some acting chops, mm. like because he did some really good work there. Um, that was like, like it took me a while to kind of realize what was going on in that scene. The first time I was mm. watching, I'm like wait like some delay and then i was like oh my god wait he just can't hear and kate's like just like being his ears for him and i was like yeah, oh my god bad because he can't hear his son's voice and he's and like the way he ends the call and he says i'm so happy to hear your oh, voice buddy and god. i was like yeah. oh fuck like that <laughs> damn that like this show like for how little of a connection i felt to hawkeye before this show to get me to actually like to get me to tears, actually, like to tear on, up on a couple like, occasions, like legitimately, yeah, like this, this was like, this show surprised me. It, um, oh, it surprised it the fuck good. out of me, 
and uh the, the like there were a couple moments that were just like so so touching and I mean, Kate Bishop was responsible for a couple of them with Hawkeye, you know? Uh, we should give Kate her spotlight. We haven't really talked about Kate a whole lot. Oh, dude, you know, she yet. was she was one of my favorite characters. And her immediate, like, the opening with her, you know, like, meeting her as a young, young child at the Battle of New York, seeing the damage and being within vision of one of the most awesome scenes in Avengers when Hawkeye goes on his little tear. Uh jumps mm. off the building and like the way she puts it later on like it, it's like it's like something i never really considered about hawkeye's character you know like i knew he didn't have powers but like she was like you jumped right off that building you were like you were all the way up there you can't fly mm-hmm. you jumped right off that building and i was like damn straight he up did, like, he did jump right off that building if there's any like truly inspirational heroes in the avengers it's black I widow know. and hawkeye yeah. like just because that's the closest that any normal civilian or kid can look up to and be like i can be just like them you know if i right. want to like i don't have to have thor's hammer i don't have to have tony stark's iron man suit like i don't know it is like, and I, I never thought of that before this show, you know, like I, I was always like, oh yeah, kids are obviously going to look up to the Iron Mans, the Thors, the Hulks, because like, they're just way cooler. But like, in reality, like if you're actually living in this world, like you look up to the Black Widow or the Hawkeye, like. Yeah, right. Cause like, that's just so like, and I've, I remember thinking that like, in like when Avengers came out, it's like, oh shit, these two don't have powers. That's kind of like, that's a cool thing in and of itself. But obviously, I'm also a small child. Look at the dude <laughs> shooting lightning out of a hammer. That's, that's awesome. True. That's uh, true. Thor, I mean, yeah. The cool factor, you know, you'll always think that those are the cool guys. But the ones that you, like, truly look up to, like right. the ones that inspire you, are the Black Widow and the Hawkeye, I guess. That's, right. like, right. the distinction. But, that's for sure, for sure, yeah. And, uh, and... Uh, I mean, just seeing that it makes sense that Kate Bishop would look up to Hawkeye, you know, she make and they kept sprinkling it in throughout the season. Like she was obsessed with Hawkeye. Like this was, it's the reason she loves archery, you know, like this is what she does, you know? Uh, and I just loved their connection. They like their rapport, the way they went back and forth, like they did so well together. And like, I wasn't like worried about this because I know it's not comic book canon. The whole like nearly 50 year old dude and 22 year old girl thing. I was worried it would feel weird. Mm. And like it didn't. They like bounced mm. off each other really, really easily. It, it it made sense. Like it was like, OK, I could see this happening. And like there was a line specifically that Clint Barton says that I was like, thank you. That makes me feel better about it when he's like, sounds weird. Because it is like mm. this is a weird thing, you know, and we're just pushing <laughs> I right love, along. I love how he was so like, uh, like, all right, we're done. You know, we saw each other, whatever. Like, we're done. Like right off the bat, like them two, he was like, all right, whatever. Like, I protected you for the time being. Like, we're done. This is all done. And then, right. like, I feel like the the big switch was that phone call with his son. Like after that moment, he was like, you know what, like this person has been the one person that's been keeping me through all of this, you know, like, right. like, uh, and he realized like, okay, like I, I got to stop being a dick for a little bit. I got to like, uh, right. And, uh, I think it's, uh, 
I think it's cool because like for the first couple episodes, you know, it's it really is all about the Ronin suit. And maybe that's why the first couple episodes are weaker to me. Like that's mm. like there's just not the emotional tie there yet. It's just kind of like them them helping each other along. Uh but it really is episode 3 where they hit their stride as a as a partnership and a duo working together and she comes and visit visits him at the apartment and uh brings him movies and does all this stuff and like they they get drunk <laughs> and and he gets real with her you know he's like he's like what's the best shot you ever took and it's the one he didn't take Damn. and i was and i was like i was like slightly like a little annoyed at this part i was like clint you dramatic bitch he said no cuz he said this <laughs> what she goes <laughs> what's the best shot you ever took the one I didn't take. What's that mean? Yeah, that's going to need further elaboration, Clint. And then to just be like, nah, I said too much. Fuck yeah. you. You know you got to give it up. Yeah. I mean, it, but that's like, it's, it's like cliche and a little cringe that, you know, it's like the one I never took, but like, it just shows like how much she's on his mind. Like, constantly. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 Uh, and like, like, I, I have no beef with that yeah, part. Like the part I, that yeah. I had beef with was the, was, nah, I've said too much. That was like, I was like, tell on, you. Man, just go ahead and spill it. It's it's yeah, all like, right. And like he went ahead and did it in a couple seconds anyway. So it was just like a funny little part that I was like. It's like when people say like, hey, get, you'll never guess what happened to me. Guess what? Like. Yeah, right. If I'll never guess, guess what happened to you, how am I just going to throw something out of nowhere? You know, like, uh, it, I don't know. But. <laughs> Yeah, they, like, I don't know, like, what relationship they really, like, I don't know what I'd put on it. Maybe, like, an uncle, you know, like, a fun uncle, kind of, right, like, sort right. of, like, is what is the closest well, thing it, I'd it, say. It really, it, it's interesting. I, I I don't think there's a relationship we've seen unfold on screen quite like it. And I would really throw the teacher-student at it like mm. mentor mentee at it like it's not it's like not really a familial bond it's like a really strong connection mm. between a between a teacher and a uh, student this is how like tony and and spidey should have been like this is like what they were trying to go for here like this is like well and, and like it, it, i guess it's it also like i mean a little bit like i'm I'm like trying to think of like the, the like connections there because you know like if we're getting like psychological with it, Peter was like trying to glom onto a father figure a little bit and he found one in Tony. I mean, Kate Bishop lost her father when she was True. younger. It makes sense for her to glom onto Clint Barton the way she has. But, you know, there's, there's certainly a parallel there, which I think is, uh, which I think is interesting. But they definitely went like really, really hard at the father son thing with Tony, Peter. I feel like an Infinity mm-hmm. War and stuff. Uh, hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. The further removed we get from it, the the like less and less earned it's felt. Like it feels like Infinity War was like really, really just like them being like, yeah, they loved each other, man. Because uh, if you watch Homecoming, like it, it, like they did, they did this really well. The teacher student thing in Homecoming really well, and then Infinity War comes around and it's like. It, yeah, it I never really thought about thing. it that way. Yeah, I guess she had the 
internship and i don't know how much went on behind the scenes that we didn't see you know i guess we did we didn't see like, like we saw everything yeah, because like, he didn't do it yeah because like, didn't that was the anything. whole story was him not getting like, able not being able to do anything with tony oh man yeah i never really thought about that like i always just kind of accepted it like it made that moment way more beautiful of like i don't feel so good mr St-, you know like made that moment way more powerful like and i will <laughs> say there's still weight to it because there there is something to the guilt Tony would feel in that moment because mm. I mean civil war Spider-Man's not in this shit if it's not for Tony Spider-Man dies it's on Tony he feels personally responsible and that's the grief you're seeing it's not it's not so much well he I've lost anyways, my boy you know it's <laughs> he would have he blipped anyways you know right. like exactly I guess it, does, it doesn't really matter if he's in civil war like he was just randomly chosen to blip, you know? I guess maybe if he wasn't Spider-Man, maybe he doesn't blip. I don't know how the randomness works with the snap. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, what a, maybe, I don't know. Hmm. You know, one thing. Kate Bishop's apartment. I hope that becomes, like, the like impromptu Avengers headquarters. Like, for these new Avengers. Like, I hope she's the money. Like, I hope that she takes all, like, her mom's money, everything. She's, like, the new tony um and like she's the leader of the new avengers i hope i oh, she like, absolutely would be too but yeah. like i hope that apartment becomes like the first... we're left in a place at the end of the show where a, her mom's still out and about free and shit right like she's just no doing... she arrested her Remember, that's she, right uh, that's she right. locked her up you're gonna lock up your own mom on christmas like the that's mom made right. her feel that's really right. guilty Gaslighted, gaslit the shit out of her. Come on, like yeah, that's right. I was because I was thinking about the whole inheritance thing. Like, Mm. what happens to her money now that she's been locked up for a criminal conspiracy? Like, and she's definitely like gonna shut down that security company, but then only use it for like the Avengers stuff now. So like, kick ass. Like I, I don't know. I really hope that like. In Hawkeye, like in the like cartoons and stuff, he's like the leader guy. You know, he's like the pilot of the jet. He's like, you know, the Hawkeye is kind of like a leader, a captain. You know, and like I, I, I could, I could see Kate Bishop like being the the captain of the New Avengers. Like, I don't know. I think it'd be really sick. Like, I think, I think we're heading in a direction where that's probably a, that's probably pretty likely. Mostly because I don't think we'll get an Avengers movie for a while. So like, she'll have time to come into her own as a character as will all these other characters around her and i think that'll make sense one day uh for like a young avengers thing i didn't even think like tom holland is like he's still spider-man and he's gonna have to find other friends like he has nobody and like he's definitely gonna find kate bishop and like they're definitely like i mean come on like she's in brooklyn like like you know they're like right there like it's the ho- oh like oh for sure like the new avengers oh come on it's going to be oh it's going to yeah it's definitely happening like that apartment is too cool to just be like what it was like the whole archery lane you know it already has like like a thing for I can her already see I can already see Peter taking the- Kate to his apartment and her being like oh <laughs> this is nice <laughs> we could go to mine like yeah like yeah like, let's yeah. let's go to mine actually <laughs> we can go to my place uh but uh <laughs> no yeah i think there's a lot of potential with the young avengers i mean like i think we're obviously gonna get the hawkeye black widow 
duo with Yelena Belova and Kate Bishop. I mean, the what's the best shot you ever took? The one I didn't take. And she has Yelena dead to rights at one point in the show, and she doesn't take the shot. Uh, and mm. I think that was purposeful. Like, it's like a little bit of a like, yeah, this is it's going to play out oh, a little bit. And their back and forth was great. Like, hey, that, that move was pretty cool, like, that you did there. Like, hey, that was pretty right. – did you plan the whole, like – suit thing underneath the did you plan that she's like yes yes i did yeah. plan that yes, like, I did. <laughs> no um, i love i loved that shit and like whenever they were in the they were in the elevator together and she smacks the shit out of her what was that <laughs> like come on we were having fun there and then you went and did that like yeah they they were they were definitely what was that super cool together um no and they're and they're it's like it's interesting because, you know, this the show leaves us in a little bit more of a, a clear place in terms of what some of these characters are going to go on to do. Like, I mean, Echo and Fisk leave in a place where comic book wise Fisk is going to rise back to power blind and stuff. And that's so cool. I never like I never thought of that possibility of him like going blind from this. Um, I like whenever I first watched it, I'm like, OK, camera went away. Whenever the gun went off, he's obviously not dead. That's like a for sure. Like obviously they're right. not going to bring in Kingpin and then kill him in the same show he's introduced in. Right. Um, but I heard the gunshot and then I heard a, a like a another bang. Like it, the sound that he that was made whenever he punched someone basically in the show before. Like uh, mm. it was the same sound. So I thought that he grabbed the gun and then just punched Echo. Um, but it's way cooler if he ends up blind. Um, and he, well, like, yeah, there's like literally dude, a like, comic panel like, of Maya Lopez pointing a gun at comp- at Fisk's face, a gunshot firing, and then the next panel is him with bandages over his eyes giving orders. Like, so, like, I think I think that we're gonna get a lot more of Fisk in that Echo in that Echo series, and uh, there's a lot of rumors that. There's a certain devil of hell's kitchen that'll be making his rounds in the Marvel universe, like through the shows. Uh, like there's rumors he'll be in Moon Knight. There's rumors he'll be in She-Hulk. There's rumors he'll be in Echo. Like, hmm. And I mean, if he's in Echo, and Echo just shot Kingpin. I think I think the feud between Matt Murdock and Wilson Fisk might continue, uh, which is pretty awesome. What if uh, what if Fisk is like the next, like, Thanos, but like a small version, like a like a contained version of Thanos for just like here's the New York here's the area. thing we're very clearly going in like there are so many different realms of the Marvel universe that it's like. Whereas the first four phases were like all the movies working towards one thing, I think we're getting series and movies all in their own contained little subplots right now. There's probably going to be the little subplot, like like a Kingpin character that's just like for New York, but then mm-hmm. his, whatever how his end, like Kingpin story end, will lead into the big, big ending. Like, you know, right. there's probably some... Something well, that I'm all like, of this is leading to, which is right. insane you know, like, to think the, about. There's like, the street level years. threat. Yeah, like, there's mm-hmm. the street level threat that is Fisk. There's the space level threats that the Marvels and stuff will deal with, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor. And then there's 
the grandiose so, shit that the Eternals and stuff are gonna de- are gonna deal with, and it's like it's another aspect that like um, do people know that like what happened in Eternals happened, or like did they make everyone forget, or like because that was not talked about. Like, that would, like, be huge news. That happened a week after Endgame, right? Like, Eternals happened, That like... was, like, the theory. That's, like, my theory on it. I don't know if it's actually a week after Endgame. I think it is, though, because Ajak literally says, like, a week ago, Tony brought everyone back, and the Emergence kept, like, pushed right back in. Like, the Emergence started right back up again. Because she was like... Mm-hmm. She was like, you know, we had time. Whenever... Thanos snapped away everybody, we had time, you know, to to just breathe and not have to stop the emergence. But then she was like, yeah, a week ago, Tony brought everyone back, and now it's back on. Um, so, like, it's, like, it within a month of Endgame, for sure. Like, Eternal. I will Endgame. say, there is also something with these, uh, with the shows, like, the fact that Matt Murdock and Wilson Fisk make their introductions into the MCU December 15th and 16th feels like no coincidence. And Marvel Studios probably did that on purpose. However, the people running the show had no idea Matt Murdock was making his first appearance. And the people on Spider-Man No Way Home had no idea Fisk was popping up in Hawkeye. So, like... They they do such a a weird good job at keeping everyone shielded from what everyone else is doing and letting They're them know so the things calculated. they need to know that like, like they were probably like you don't need to know what happens at the end of Eternals so don't even mention it you know like like that's just that's you know a lot of times I say maybe we're giving Marvel too much credit you know like maybe we're really giving them too much credit but like i really do think that they are meticulously calculating everything like from from iron man 1 they probably had some vague idea of a thanos you know that it would end something like an end game infinity war but they probably didn't have every step by step calculated you know oh right like yeah. you know it, it took them time to realize like oh shit like we're in this now now we got to start calculating this stuff but like now like they probably have five ten years planned like of so many things because they do have to and they they have 10 years of plans yeah they they have 10 years they have to do that like they can't have all these shows like knowing what happens in other shows and stuff like that like they have to calculate all that out and like know when the people are introduced and like what will happen like that's just like like I I don't think I'm going to, like, ever doubt Marvel again. Like, after No Way Home, like, I don't think I'll doubt them ever again. Like, they know what the fuck they're doing. Right, like, right. They, 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 they figured it out. They know what's, go- they know what's good for us, uh, and we'll just let them keep doing it. Just um, give it to me, yeah. Just keep feeding me everything. Like, it's been working. <laughs> and they continue to, f- they continue to feed us with, with uh, Hawkeye here, uh. And uh, I don't really have much else to say on the series. You know, uh, we kind of covered and touched bases on all the characters that I really wanted to talk about. I asked we could talk Kingpin for a second. Like, uh, there was any one thing that I could, like, change about this series, it'd be that they they went to the, we're going to make a big reveal in the, at the end of the fifth episode into the sixth episode, like they've done 
with all of the other shows. Mm-hmm. Agatha at the end of the second to last episode, uh, the Power Broker in the finale, uh, Kang the Conqueror in the finale, uh, Ultron at the end there, um, and Kingpin here at the end. <laughs> um, and I just kind of wish that like, clearly the formula works we were all we were all theorizing you know everyone was like everyone like they're they do it for engagement they do it so that there's something you're coming back for every week like what the fuck's gonna happen is my theory gonna come true and like i get that but i really would appreciate if i'd just known what kingpin was up to the whole fucking time Mm. you know it's like yeah i don't know i'm we're, you know, like right now we have very little of Kingpin, you know, in the MCU. Like, where this is just the first little droppings like that we're getting. So, like, whatever he's in next, you know, that's when we're getting like the real Kingpin. Like, this was right. just to introduce him. So, like, this, we're just talking on like the very early, early, early stuff. Imagine if, like, we saw the first post credit scene of Thanos, you know, where he's introduced, and then we're like, I don't know. Like they just didn't. I, I, they just didn't give us enough of that Thanos guy yet. You know, like right, that. It's, right, it's kind of sure. like the same thing. So it's like they could have done a little oh. more, yeah, to like lay the groundwork of his character. But like we are in the very, very early stages of him. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, and I guess if you want to get down to it, the only thing that was relevant, like, I guess sometimes I like I like a twist ending. But if I saw the twist coming, you might as well have just given me the story. That's true. You know, if if they're going to make it this, I don't know, maybe they just wanted a nice, easy cookie cutter show for Christmas, you know? like Yeah, and, that, like, and that's the other thing is that, like, it is it is the MCU. And it is, like, it's like I can't expect, like, critical masterpiece, you know? Like, it's not like they're going to mm-hmm. – they're not doing the, the shit that they were trying to do in, like, Daredevil with Hawkeye. Like, that's just not something they're yeah. trying to do. Um the only other thing so, that like, I'm it's like... Just, it's just a different thing. I'm sus of one thing, and it's that dog. Like, is that dog a flurkin? Is it something like a flurkin? Is it a scroll? It, it seems to know... It, it, it's in the right place at the right time. Um, I don't know. This Maybe dog, it's Cosmo. I'm, I'm sus of this dog. Um, I'll you remember say the that space now. dog in Guardians of the Galaxy? Same breed. The missing the one eye though feels important, you know. Like that's a choice that they made. That's not just like they found a dog and we're like, oh, we have to go with this dog. Like he's just the dog for the role. They're like, no, we need a dog that has one eye gone. Or like, you know, that's a very specific choice. And I think it'd be hilarious if Rocket, the eye that he got or whatever that he gave to Thor, is this dog's. You know, if it's like robotic, I don't know. It's like not gonna happen at all. But it'd just be hilarious. Like that would be this, fucking out. If this dog is connected in any way, I just think that'd be hilarious. Um, hold up. The dog was in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's what I just said. That breed of dog, Cosmo, and he was on Nowhere. If Rocket has an eye, and this dog doesn't have an eye. Cosmo currently has an eye. Both eyes. Like, uh, looking at Cosmo, you know. 
Right. And, uh, but in the timeline, that's like seven or eight years earlier. Mm-hmm. Much to think about. If that's this all is, I'm saying. What did Cosmo do in Guardians? Was he just a dog? Like Just a dog. He's just a dog. <laughs> okay. Just a dog that was there. Um, if this like the the thing I'm thinking like putting him close to is like this is the Snoke the guy who's seen the rise and the fall of the Empire you know this this dog Cosmo he's seen everything he's been across the the universe you know and he's he's I don't know he's connected you know this dog knows knows he's, just, he's our I'm Snoke. just gonna tell everyone whenever that that prediction comes to fruition just know we said it here first whenever whenever it is said January this dog's 1st Cosmo. 2022. On January 1st, yeah. the new year, we're immediately year, sus of this dog. Um, but the only other thing that I wanted to say about this show, and that it, Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop literally said it out loud. It was like, yo, Hawkeye, your problem is your brand. Like, your brand sucks. You have no cool costume. Like, she, like they literally addressed, like, all of the bad stuff of Hawkeye's character in this show. Very meta-like. Like, very... Like, we know the gripes you had of this character, and we're literally going to address them for you right here. Right. Um, and I think I, that was that, like, really that's, cool. like, that's really what I viewed it as is that, like, they were like, okay, we know exactly what people think of this character, and we're going to do everything we can to polish that. Um, the LARPers, like, making the costume sick the larpers like, i can't believe i forgot the larpers mm. they were one of my favorite parts of the show that was grills sick, was yeah. fucking awesome grills was grills grills was super cool like you gotta let me kill you man you know like from the very start you gotta like, let me kill you yeah like i oh man like, that deep ass voice i love that guy yeah larpers yeah you know i thought it was in there as just like a weird side story but then whenever they came back to be like oh we're gonna make your costumes now like that just made total sense you know like uh, oh yeah i was like oh and it's like it's just like a fun little like side story about like how anyone can be a hero how new york like and like they do that with the new york stories a lot like the people of new york are just yeah. there to help sometimes yeah and they're and, they're like the wait waiters and waitresses and they're like no one's gonna listen to us like this we gotta do something and they put on their costumes and then everyone and immediately is like yep all right you're this yeah, like, is a reality in which if you are dressed up, people will listen to you. Yeah. I mean, that makes perfect sense, you know? Like, it was a perfectly logical step. And I loved Clint Barton's reaction when they were walking. I was like, ah, we're, we're all going to die. die. Yeah. Like, but it, it makes sense. Like, if you're in a moment of tragedy, you're hoping to see someone fly in or someone have some weird something about them to save the day. And you run out right. of a building and you see. You know, they're LARPers. That's just their LARP costume. But to you, that's like our saviors. Thank God. You know, there's we have four saviors right here. Like, yes. They're like so the like, Warriors three from Asgard. Yeah, like, like oh yeah, like oh I, I thought that that scene was just hilarious. Um So what do you say we uh we put we plug this in? To the tier, to the list, tier huh? list. Wow. Yeah, that's true. We do have to do that. So I'm gonna go through it right here. We've got a uh, we've got five tiers on a scale of yo, what the fuck at Can the top. Comfortably say probably not. Not a yo, <laughs> what the fuck. Fuck yes. At second tier. 
Hell yeah. In that middle tier. That's cool. At that fourth tier. And okay. Yeah. At the fifth tier. Now. We'll go through. I'm going to read what's in each tier. And then at the end. We'll plug in Hawkeye. This is. uh, We've done this for. Uh, ever since Eternals, if I remember correctly, this is one, mm-hmm. that was when this was formally created, and then No Way Home episode we added to it, and now we'll add to it here for the Hawkeye episode. So, uh, in the okay, yeah, we have Iron Man two, Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp, Thor, Loki, and Incredible Hulk. In the that's cool, we have Avengers, Spider Man Far From Home, Captain America: The First Avenger, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Captain America Civil War, Thor Ragnarok, Thor the Dark World, and Iron Man 3. This deserves a change. I have rewatched one of these movies in this category, and it is wrong. It is Winter wrong Soldier? to put the Winter Soldier this low. Yeah. Thank you. For the love of God, you and Aurora saying that the Winter Soldier was a that's cool. The I other two like, cat movies? The other two cat movies? I'm still there. I'm still there with them. This one in particular, though, holy shit! This was That's like a fuck yes. Yeah. That's a fuck yes. Yeah, and I'm I'm if I'm I'm comfortable like just straight up no deal anything. Just put it up there. Just like executive it is, decision. It is just wrong to put that movie that low. Like I rewatched it a couple days ago, and I was like, holy shit! I was wrong about this movie. <laughs> So I'm glad I'm glad you have that to say, uh, because I'm going to go ahead and jump on the opportunity to change it right here. Sorry, Aurora, if you're listening. Um, um, Aurora, but yeah, rewatch the movie. Was... And I think you'll agree that this movie is it is a cut above the other two cat movies for sure. Um, like a couple cuts above. Yeah. It's it's outstanding. Uh, but in the hell yeah category, we have Eternals, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Endgame, Captain Marvel, Iron Man, Spider-Man Homecoming, Age of Ultron, and Black Widow. Hmm. It doesn't make it in that category. It it this show does not belong with those movies and show like, you know. Okay. So that that's the ceiling. Like that's to me at least. Right. That's All my right. like right. uh, it's not slotting in there. Okay, okay, I'll hear you. We'll come back to it. Fuck yes, we have Shang-Chi, Guardians of the Galaxy, WandaVision, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Black Panther, What If, Doctor Strange, and the latest edition, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. And then in Yo, What the Fuck, we have (laughs) Avengers Infinity War and Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm I'm, I'm with you. I think Hell Yeah is its ceiling. Um, It's definitely not a fuck yes. Like, it's not not Shang-Chi. It's it's not the Winter Soldier. It's not Doctor Strange. Uh, it's not Black Panther. Like it's none of those for sure. Mm-mm. Yeah. And it's definitely not Eternals. Mm-mm. It's definitely not Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. It's definitely not Endgame. It's definitely not Iron Man. Definitely not Homecoming. Definitely not Age of Ultron. And I like Captain Marvel and Black Widow more than I liked Hawkeye. I think Hawkeye's probably falling to that's cool because. Avengers, Spider-Man Far From Home. Still in good Captain company. America, the first Avenger. This is exactly where it belongs. Yeah, and I'd actually in... put it towards the top of this. Yeah, it's still in very good company. Um, it's just... 
there's no way this show could have been in a league with Black Panther. In a, you know, like, there's no way that the show could have been, like, in a league with that. Like, it's just, it's Hawkeye. Like, it can only be so good. And, it, and, and with what they had, like, this show might be the best with with what they had to work with and the show they made out of it. Like, they had, a, this is the most, the littlest that any of the show had, you know. Like, this, they had the smallest to work with, but they made it a, a, a pretty damn yeah, good I'm show. Not, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I would go, like, I'm going I'm to play, like, what we've done the last couple times. Like, I would, I would throw it somewhere, like, in between Hell Yeah and That's Cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... It's on the verge there because it, it, it does have a really nice, succinct story. You get you get in, you get out. It was fun. It was cute. Uh, it was emotionally resonant. Uh, action sequences were awesome. Uh, b- but, you know, it wasn't all that. Like, it's just kind of like, it just kind of was, you mm-hmm. know, and that's that's all right. Like, uh, I, I definitely wouldn't put it on the level of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I think is its obvious comparison um, in terms of, format setting everything mm-hmm. um yeah like loki compares to wandavision as hawkeye compares to falcon and winter soldier right and there's a clear winner in both so i agree like but i would say i enjoyed hawkeye more than i enjoyed loki like i'd say the same um and loki is pretty low on our list actually it's in the 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 bottom most tier i guess the bottom tier um and some people will find that sacrilegious, I know. Um, but when you really think about it, just a lot of flashy stuff was happening on screen, and that's pretty much it. Everything, yeah. when you think about it, doesn't make a whole Loses lot. Loses a little steam. It just and like and I'll I'll say this never lost steam. It only ever it only ever just kept picking up steam for me. Hawkeye, I was I started low on it, got really high on it. I started high on Loki and. Got pretty low on Loki. Uh, how like it's so weird thinking back to Loki because end of like individually the episodes are awesome and they're fucking great. I loved watching them. It's just not that. There's something that's just like, eh, like it's not really coming and, together for me. And while you were in Loki, it was very good and very fun. Like the theorizing. That show made you theorize out the ass, you know? Like, mm-hmm. we were saying, like, oh, each one of these episodes is a stone. Look at the color. Like, the color of this episode is the power. Sp-. Like, that shit didn't matter. You know, like, it it didn't matter at all. Um, but we were, we were saying just anything we could. Um, oh, yeah, what, what stones did he take out of the drawer? Oh, they're paper. They don't matter. You know, like, they simply don't matter anymore. Like, it do- like a lot of things that we theorized about, like, ended up just literally not mattering at all. But like, and I will say, like, I haven't rewatched Loki in a while. Maybe, I, and like, I won't for a little bit either. But at some point, maybe down the line, I revisit it, and we've gotten more multiversal shit, and it all of a sudden means a lot more down the line. And Loki season two, you know, like, is it really a season two, or is it like a part? Like, that's the thing about Loki is that that did not feel like a season one, like to me. It it's like part one, part part two like it's not really like the story wasn't even close to finished like it's just kind of like it just started some answers were some questions were answered uh but it opened up even more questions like it felt Uh, like this is the prequel of of the actual loki show right like because now loki has like an antagonist 
is Sylvie like Loki's antagonist now? Is she going to be like the? See, hmm. I'm so interested in like what the fuck they're going to do with Loki from now on, like because his whole existence in the TVA and like does he like when does he run into thor again does does the the sun ever shine on them again like i'd like to think so but right now it doesn't feel like the story is in a place where that's even close to on the table and i don't know that kind of sucks but like i'm excited for what they do and i'm interested to see if they 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 keep with uh keep with some of the themes they Mm. rolled with already um i guess that being uh, said it that makes me feel more comfortable placing Hawkeye above Loki, like walking through that. Like obviously it's mm-hmm. above that tier. It's not the lowest tier, that's for sure. I will I will also say I was surprised we didn't get the the Hawkeye will return for season two screen. Mm. Yeah, ooh, uh, that is interesting. I don't know if they were just like really hardcore banking that Loki would be a hit. Like they were like, People like Loki, we're gonna go ahead and give him a season two. And they're waiting on a Hawkeye season two. I just thought it made so much sense that like this is how you start Haley Steinfeld's Hawkeye is season one is her origin story as Hawkeye and season two is her being Hawkeye. This is, I guess, an interesting question is how do you think they'll continue Clint Barton's character? Or do you think that this is kind of the end and it's just going to be like he lives with his family now? Or do you think he's going to be like a mentor for the, the I think mentors? this is officially like the way this is getting received and the way people like it. I think this is officially Marvel Studios invitation to keep Clint Barton uh, around. And I will say, even though I came around on him, I'm a little bit like I would like to get away from the original Avengers like a little bit. Uh to as much of a capacity as we can. And, uh, but that being said, I also wouldn't mind more Natasha Romanoff content and the way we're going to get Natasha Romanoff content right now. It's through Clint Barton. So like, I'll, I'll go, I like, I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, Hmm. and I think he'll stick around. I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, I think he'll definitely be like a mentor leadership role, uh, for future, like the young Avengers. I could see him being like the guy in the chair. He doesn't go on the missions, but he's he's talking them through it, teaching them how to do shit. Hmm. Like Oliver Queen and the uh, the the Arrow team, you know. <laughs> I could see it. Yeah, I, I think he's he's not gonna like get involved heavily anymore. I think he's gonna like draw away from it and be like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna be with my family now." But like, if you guys need help, like, here's my number. Like, yeah, right. Like, don't hesitate. Like, um. But yeah, that I guess the only other moment we haven't talked about was the like moment between him and Yelena, where he was like, where he explained what actually happened for the first time to Yelena, like, like, yeah, and that like, oh, that that was a that was good. That was a moment. Yeah, like that was really good. And uh, that that's another person I'm interested in because like it, it left us with a certain direction for most characters. Uh, like you know, Hawkeye and Kate seem like they're gonna they'll stay in contact. They'll be cool. Um, Kingpin and Echo have their thing. Where's Yelena Belova pop up next? Um, and is it with Kate Bishop or do we pivot with her for a little bit and then bring them back together eventually? Because like, it it seemed so obvious to, to draw them together, but would it be too much? Like, would we be getting spoiled by Marvel Studios a little too much if they gave us Florence Pugh and Haley Steinfeld as the two main characters in a TV show. Like, 
those are two of like the biggest actresses on earth right now. I don't and, yeah. Uh, I feel like they said that um Kate's mom hired um Yelena to kill Hawkeye. And like I don't that does still doesn't make a ton of sense. No. I, I, I feel like it's either Val. Um like Val was like, Hey, let me send you on your anti hero path, you know, like kill this guy. Um it'll do more for me than for, you know, like whatever, like, it, but still it'll give you like the gratitude of what you're wanting, you know, everything. So like, I really felt Val was behind this. It could be it's Yelena on her own doing this too, because like makes sense for her to do this on her own. Um, She doesn't really need to be hired by anyone to kill the person that she thinks killed her sister. Um, right. So, no, I think, I think it's interesting. Like the implication that because Eleanor, Kate's mom, was working with Kingpin, and she's supposedly the person who hired Elena. I would also imply that Val works with Kingpin. Yeah. Pretty um, closely. Maybe that's what they're... That's why they're not saying that, like, um, Kingpin hired... Uh, Yelena specifically that's why they're still saying like Kate's mom did it to not like uh to not give the Val and Kingpin and Yelena connection so early I think I think they're still working with Val and like there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with her and there's also the potentiality that maybe Val just knows Eleanor she doesn't know Kingpin Mm. Kingpin's the one who wants Hawkeye dead he's been taking out organized crime as the Ronin he knows he's the Ronin need to take them out but i need a buffer between me and the person who can get that done it's gonna have to be you mm. uh go go tend to that love how uh, we're just getting so much crime boss stuff right now like we're in the mafia part of the mcu and and with book of boba too you know like we're <laughs> in it right now like yeah this is Fuck yeah baby what a cool i'm era. so excited for what the future of the mcu holds and hawkeye was another really good addition um we is the next on the tier yeah, list? Yeah, we officially we show... placed it. That's cool, I okay. think. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. So, uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Uh, towards the top of the that's cool tier, mm-hmm. uh, for sure for me. Um, but yeah, um, is the next MCU thing multiverse of madness, or is it Morbius? Does Morbius come out before Multiverse of Madness or after? It does, but it's not MCU technically. It's just Marvel. It's in association with Marvel. So does it yeah. I th- okay. In association with Marvel just means Marvel characters. Is it in the same timeline or is it like they're just saying, "All right, multiverse, different timeline here." So when they say in association with Marvel or like I think you should only be thinking of the like firmly be thinking multiversal shit if it is disney produced mcu marvel if it's sony which is what morbius is i uh, don't know man but spider-man is sony like they're like i know, I know the, like, but like spider-man's also spider-man they can't they can't exactly do that with a character like morbius you know what i'm saying but they disney is setting up to own the whole hollywood market and it the multiverse is just the perfect way for them to do that. I like if if I'm seeing an association with Marvel, that's their way of saying, all right, 
They're not coming in the MCU yet, but we're introducing you, getting you comfortable with them now so that when we bring them in, you already know who they are and everything. Like, and that's a fair that's a fair like assumption now because of No Way Home being on the table. And they are being murky with the whole what universe is Morbius in. You got MCU's Vulture and Tobey Maguire spray-painted murderer over him, which is a reference to Tom Dude, Holland's universe. In the Morbius trailer, the Oscorp building that is in there is the one in Andrews. Andrews. Like It's like confirming Spider-Man 3. Like, they're sticking with Andrew for sure. There's no way they put the lines in the movie of him like, yeah, I stopped pulling my punches. We didn't. We haven't seen that a part of him yet, you know? Like, we haven't seen the rage, not him pull. Like, they're obviously, like, I am in no doubt, like, they're going to make a Spider-Man 3. Obviously, after the hype of this movie, Sony's like, yeah, we're going to capitalize on this for sure. Yeah, it's an I think so, movie. too. But, like, the, Marvel is, like... Just because Disney owns them now, like, they're going to do everything they can to own as much of the market they can. My my thing is, is that Sony sees what just happened with No Way Home and the renaissance of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man and is going to hold on to dear life for the rights to that character. That's true. Because now they can make <laughs> amazing Spider-Man movies that are going to make a billion dollars at the box office. Like... Holy They're not crap. letting go of Spider-Man characters anytime soon. But Disney Sony. has so much money. Disney could offer like twenty billion for Spider-Man. You know, like. Yeah, and you're right. It's just it's like a matter of how much Disney wants those characters. You know? Oh like my god! Like right now, my prediction is that like I legitimately think Disney will buy DC one day, and there is no differentiation between Marvel and DC. It's just Superhero, superhero multiverse that's what it is like no, we'll get a we'll get a new i see we'll it get a whole new brand i see it happening in, in our lifetime like there will be one conglomerate of superheroes where anything can happen any video game can be made any show can be made with batman and spider-man or wonder woman and black widow like you know you can have all of these combinations you know with it's a business standpoint it's like a no-brainer and from a fan service standpoint it's like a no-brainer too like i don't know i disney is scary with how much money they have and the power they have in the world and like right sooner than later Shit, man. they're not going to be able to compete <laughs> like sony won't be able to compete dc won't be able to compete eventually eventually but yeah you know hawkeye was another good addition to the marvel universe and I can't wait for uh, all the all the new Marvel shit we've got coming up. Uh, but yeah, I think that'll conclude this one. Uh, this Never would have thought that episode. we could talk an hour about Hawkeye. Like that's never would have thought. Never would have thought. Who am I kidding? I knew this episode was going to go an hour. We can well, talk about. I, we can talk for an same, hour about anything before the show started. Like uh, right, we didn't even right. know if this okay, show would yeah. warrant a podcast at all in general you know and then like that's as the true. show went on we we're like you know we got to talk about this um eventually yeah yeah that's true that's true for sure but yeah uh i was colton robertson joined by joseph george thank you very much buddy thank you for having me always a pleasure always a pleasure to have you and if you liked what you heard today if you like me and joseph you can go uh you can go check out uh january 1st episode uh mash 1970 it's our the beginning of our 52 year journey through film 
where starting on January 1st, we, uh, we were covering a movie from 1970. And every Friday after, uh, including this Friday, we'll be covering a movie from, a movie from every sub, a subsequent year. This Friday is 1971's A Clockwork Orange. Uh, the, the Friday after that, uh, The Godfather, Friday after that, so on and so forth. 71, 2, 3, 4, all the way through the 70s, all the way through the 80s, all the way through every decade until that last Friday in December where we will cover a movie from 2022. Look at that math. It just works. Um, also, if you like me and Joe and you, you're a fan of the Penny Bloom podcast and you're a fan of Marvel, we're covering uh, the book of Boba Fett. You know, if you're a fan of Marvel, there's a there's a relative chance you're a pretty good. You're a pretty semi fan of Star Wars. You're at least a little bit more open minded to it than a lot of people would be. Uh, and the book of Boba Fett's as good a place to jump in as any. We've already got uh, an episode out on the premiere. And uh, later this week, we'll have an episode out on episode two. Uh, the Sarlacc Soundwave. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. What a name. Yeah. If you. If you oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's mm. beautiful. And if you like. All the shit we're doing, go ahead and leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And I believe Spotify has added the rate and review feature. So if you would, go ahead and leave rates and reviews all over the place. That's where, that's how we grow. That's how we show. Uh, it's, uh, that's just how, that's just how it happens. You got to share the, share the podcast. Uh, go to patreon.com slash bloom where you'll find well over 21 hours of exclusive content at this point, um, with much more to come. And uh, follow on Twitter at Penny Bloom Pod. Follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And always praise Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't come up with anything. There's nothing. I, I couldn't tell you a quote from Hawkeye. None of them stand out. Mm-mm. Yeah, there's, yeah, I was I was blanking the whole time too. Oh yeah, nothing. Can't even nothing. No Hawkeye quotes, not even on the internet. Sorry. Oh well. Um, yeah, no, no. I'm leaving right, looking well, it up, bummer. and it's all Hawkeye quotes from like the Avengers, not this show. So like, <laughs> it, yeah, not a quotable show. That's I guess. Funny. <laughs> not, not that quotable, but hey, that's cool. <laughs>